welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm so thankful that you downloaded and are listening today. Thank you for coming along on this journey. Um, I pray that it'll be a blessing for you today. I've prayed for you. I've prayed for everyone that would listen. I know a few of you, but I don't know all of you. And I've just asked the Lord to open your eyes uh, more to his scripture and to give you more of a hunger and a thirst for his word, um, because it is what we need. It's our daily bread. Uh, Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And we know that the Lord uh, inspired men to write this word, and he gave it to us. And what a blessing that we can have this written word to study and to read and uh, to reference when we need help um, in in our daily lives. And so just so thankful that you're here. I want to thank all of you who have continued to download and uh, welcome the new folks. Thank you for sharing, but more than that, thank you for praying. When you think of this uh, and think of me, please just uh, say a prayer that I'll continue to do what God would have me to do uh, with this podcast. I always want it to be... um, his words and his um, message and not anything about what I have, um, because all that I have comes from him. And um, I thank you uh, for uh, supporting me with your prayers, with your words of encouragement, and some of you with um, uh, monetary gifts to help pay for the uh, production cost. Um, it's just such a blessing. And um And I just thank you so much. Well, we're on to the most important part of the day, the important part of the podcast, and that's talking about God's Word. Um, Today, we find ourselves um, back in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And so our verse for February the 22nd, 2022, that's two, 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 that's a lot of twos, is from... Ephesians chapter 2 verse 22 and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version in him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Oh my goodness here we go there is so much here as usual and I'm just so excited to jump in with you. So let's take um, a couple of minutes and back up and um, get the big picture. Um, that's always a good idea, and, and you probably get tired of me saying that. And when I was first learning about studying uh, the Bible in depth, I would get frustrated. I think we've already done this. Why are we doing this again? It's like when I was. Um, my mom tells a story about when I was learning to um, write my name, and then I think it was in kindergarten, and you had to write your name on the top of your paper. And one day I got in trouble for not writing my name on the top of the paper. And I said, but I did that already. And so <laughs> it's very similar to that. It, um, I, it's very important for us to to just have the big picture. And then that, that really helps cement it in our hearts and our minds. And so what we want to look at first is um, what what book or what part of the Bible are we in? Who wrote it and who was it written to? And that will help us know really why. And so when um, when we back up and see that we're in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, 
Um, and we know that because it tells us in um, Ephesians chapter 1, um, beginning in verse 1, and it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the way that Paul opened his letters. Um, and we know that this was... Um, the Apostle Paul had uh, written this from uh, prison. This is one of the uh, the prison epistles, and it's thought to be written sometime between 60 and 62 A.D. He also it wrote Philippians, Colossians, um, Philemon, uh, as well. From the, uh, it's thought at the same time from the from prison, and this was written to a church that he had. Um, pastored for about three years and uh, and then he left um, Timothy there for about a year and a half to um, pastor and to redirect them and to remind them um, not to listen to uh, some of the false doctrines that had crept in and then later we hear about the Ephesian church um, when uh, the Lord told John uh, the gospel writer John, the apostle John, to um, write a letter to the Ephesian church and uh, reminded them to uh, return to their uh, to the works they did at first. And we read about that in the second chapter of Revelation, beginning in verse 1. And we know, um, unlike when we talked about that uh, verse in Galatians the other day where it was one of the only letters where Paul didn't give a commendation to the Galatian church or the churches in Galatia. In this one, um, Paul, I mean, he had that close relationship with them and he did have good things to say to them. We we read in uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15, for this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you remembering you in my prayers. So Paul had just a, a real love for these folks and um and then he starts to recount the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ. And then um, just one of the foundational truths that we did an episode on in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 on February the 8th, uh, about that it's uh, by grace that we've been saved through faith. And it's not of, of our own doing. It's the gift of God, which is just crucial. It's foundational to the Christian faith. There's not works or anything that we can do to deserve salvation or to be good enough. Um, and that's going to lead us up into our verse for the day. And um, I've gone into a little uh, more detail and in, in even some different points in previous episodes. So if you wanted to listen to um, this, the one on January the 3rd, on February the 8th and February the 13th, if you've not heard those, those are all from Ephesians. But I say this all the time, but <laughs> I love all the words and all the verses, but there are just some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful treasures um, in this letter, just like there are in many of the other letters. But in the, in the verses leading up to our verse for the day, uh, Paul had uh, reminded them, um, if we look in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh, so they were Gentiles, they were 
uh, non-Jewish uh, by birth called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. And then we talked about on that 13th, uh, the episode on the 13th, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And he goes on to remind them about that and um and then in chapter i'm sorry in verse 18 he says for through him we both and so he means those who were um those children of israel who had received the original promise and then also the gentiles who had been far off but brought near um he says we both have access in one spirit to the father So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, this is our verse for the day, in him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So um, he reminds them, you know, Gentiles previously were strangers and aliens and not fellow citizens. They didn't have hope. We we wouldn't have had hope if the Lord hadn't have made a way for us. And that's that great mystery that we talked about in um, in one of the episodes when it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Um, and it was a mystery that the Gentiles uh the non-Jewish would be able to have that. It's just such a blessing. And it was was foretold way before there was even a chosen people had been pulled out. And that is so what is so neat. You know, when God gave the promise to Abraham that through him all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And um, I just love that. I just love that, that we can see it all the way from the beginning of the scripture back in Genesis to now. But these in these verses leading up to this are very important. It says, um, uh, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. It's like we're we're all in the family, the family of God. But what is that built on? It's built on the foundation of the apostles. So what the Lord Jesus had um told his apostles to teach so those were the 12 original disciples and then those that he he named uh, apostles to go out and spread the good news spread the gospel but also the prophets the one that that came before that had told of his coming all along and um that that's what that foundation was built on and with Jesus being the cornerstone. The cornerstone was something that they put, um, it's like to make everything square. It was in the foundation to make everything square and everything had to line up with that because if you didn't have that cornerstone, that, um, then everything would be off and the foundation would be off. Um, and he says in 21, in whom, so in Christ, the whole structure, this whole household of God, um is being joined being joined together grows into in a holy temple in the Lord into a holy temple in the Lord and then he says but also in Jesus in him in Jesus you also are being built together so you gentiles are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the spirit
So can you get a picture of this? And sometimes you just have to go back and read that over and over and over again. And I would invite you to do that just so you can get a picture of the, the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple to the Lord. So that's all of us Christians, all of us believers, no matter what our lineage, no matter what our past, um, even though we were dead in our trespasses, it's the ones who have believed in Jesus. And then in Jesus, in him, we are being built together in a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. And we read, Peter said much the same thing. And remember, Peter walked right day by day with Jesus. Um, if we look in First Peter chapter 2, beginning in, in verse 4, it says, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. That's that, that living, that cornerstone that squared the building that we talked about. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices accepted to God through Jesus Christ. And so that was very similar to what Paul was saying here, that um, we uh, are uh, being joined together and grown into a holy temple in the Lord. In Him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. But you know, this was not a new concept because as, and I love to show this because I just want to show how God had this redemption story woven all the way from the beginning of the scripture. And I'll say that a lot, but it's so important to see that. It's important for everybody to see this. This is not a new thing. If we go all the way back to Deuteronomy, um, when Moses was given his final blessing before he was getting ready to go up on the mountain and die, God had told him that he um, um, he would not get to cross into the promised land, but he would let him see it. So um, Moses went up and he was uh, giving a blessing to the people uh, before he died. And we find this in um, Deuteronomy chapter 33. But all the way over, um, he blesses the different tribes and tells them uh, what's going on. And um, then I love this in Deuteronomy um, chapter 33, beginning in 27. The eternal God is your dwelling place. So we dwell in him. We dwell in God. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Oh, he holds us. We, we dwell in him and he holds us. But you know what our, our scripture today said was that we are being built into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. So does that contradict? I do not think it does. And I'll tell you why. Um, it's because of what Jesus spoke to his disciples, Jesus, who is also God. As we've talked about, Jesus, who was there in the beginning with creation. Um, if we look at John chapter 14, and we've read this before, but it is so important. Sometimes just this repetition of going back and back and back and being reminded of what the scripture says and how it all fits together will just really make it come alive in you. Um, if we look, um, Jesus was saying in fourteen chapter 14, verse 19, Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live in you, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. So we're all in this together. Um, whoever keeps my, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he 
it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And in verse 23, Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. That's that dwelling place that we just talked about. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Oh my goodness, don't you just love that? And then we also see back in um, uh, Ezekiel, so Moses had told them that God was their dwelling place, and then Ezekiel had told the children of Israel, um, who had wandered away and were um, uh, headed for punishment because of what they had done. Um, but the uh, the Lord had told Ezekiel um, these prophecies about what would happen, but that also uh, what he had in mind for them. And I love this in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 27. Um Let's see. Well, let's back up to 26. It says, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will set them in their land and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in their midst forevermore. My dwelling place shall be with them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord who sanctifies Israel when my sanctuary is in their midst forevermore. So he is going to be in our midst forevermore. And some people may say, but we are not Israelites. Well, in Galatians chapter 3, I think it's verse 29, Paul had reminded the the Galatians who had been um, misinformed and who had been uh, going on and on or, or had been taught this false doctrine that they had to follow all the Mosaic law plus what Christ said. And Paul was like, no, it's just by faith. But he had told them, if you are in Christ, if you are Christ in um, Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, then you are Abraham's offspring. So we are those children, heirs according to the promise. And then even in Romans, he talks about uh, the Gentiles um, being grafted into the, to that root. So this does apply to us for sure. And I love this picture that we see in Second Corinthians um, in chapter 6, um, beginning in verse 16. But let me back up and say um, Paul was talking to them about um, leading into this part um, about not being unequally yoked with unbelievers because he was saying you don't want to join that temple of the Holy God um, with, um, with an unbeliever. Um, but there are parts of this that apply just because we're believers, whether we're um, whether or not we're unequally yoked. And this is what I'm talking about in Second uh, Corinthians chapter six, verse sixteen. It says, um, "What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God said." I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord 
Almighty. You know, that makes me think about when it says, I will make my dwelling among them and walk with them, um, and I will be their God. I wonder, um, and there's no way for me to know this, of course, but I wonder if um, if the Lord was longing for that time like what he had with Adam in, in the garden. You know, back way back in Genesis where it talks about they walked uh, together in the cool of the day. Let me see if I can find that. Yes, here it is in uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. And this is right after the fall. This is right after um, the Eve had been deceived by the serpent. And then she took the fruit that she was not supposed to eat. And she gave it to Adam. And he ate as well. And then they realized their sin. And they hid like they could have actually hid. But they, they hid from uh, the Lord. And it says in in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. But I think God longs, that just shows me that God longs for that relationship and that's what's been part of the redemption story the whole way through uh, just like we just saw in second corinthians where he said and i will walk with them i love that and we can walk with him and talk with him and he tells us that we're own as that we're his own as the old hymn says so I hope you're you're beginning to see what a blessing it is that when we're in Christ, we are also being built together into a dwelling place. And you know, a dwelling dwelling um, implies a permanent residence. It's a permanent residence for God by His Spirit, and. Um, I think sometimes we gloss over that and don't realize the implications of the fact that we are in God, He is in us, and it's because He wants that relationship with us. And I just want to close by reading um, this last part uh, in this last chapter of Revelation. Um, And it talks about the new heaven and the new earth and I will close with that, but as we read earlier in John 14, it talks about us um, uh, knowing His commandments and following His commandments, and if we abide in that, and then He abides in us, and um, so we read that also in 1 John as well, but um, I just want to remind you to read God's Word. That's how we're going to know Him more. Study God's Word live God's Word, and share God's Word. And then I'll close with this, which is going to be a wonderful, wonderful uh, day for all of us one day who are believers, who are in Christ. It says, And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more. For the former things have passed away. 
That's Christ in us, the hope of glory, friends. Blessings to you. Until next time.